Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Today, let's talk about cookies. Sadly, not chocolate chip or maple almond or double stuffed Oreo cookies. Nope. Here we'll be discussing digital cookies, small text files that websites slip onto our browsers and thence onto our hard drives as we go about our business on the web. There are basically two key types of cookies used on websites, commonly known as first-party cookies and third-party cookies. First-party cookies are put on our machines by the websites that we actually visit. Third-party cookies are placed on our machines by all sorts of other outfits that we probably have not had any contact with and, usually, that we know nothing about. First-party cookies are used by a website that we choose to access in order to make our use of the website smoother. So, for example, if we log into a website, we only have to log in once, no matter how many different pages on that site that we visit. A cookie placed on our machine lets each page know that we've already logged into that site. Those cookies are also used to keep track of things we've looked at, so we can, for example, compare items and their prices. In other words, this information mostly stays on the site, and if it's captured, generally stays within whatever company or service runs the site that we're visiting. Third-party cookies are a different animal entirely. They're also designed to watch what we do on a particular website, but these cookies, coming from sources that have nothing to do with the website we're on at the moment, are designed to make it possible to follow us from website to website to put together dossiers of what we're interested in, what we do on the web, and then to take that information and sell it to advertisers so that they can entice us more effectively to press a buy button somewhere else on the web. Putting together the information accumulated by these third-party cookies can paint a pretty effective picture of our interests, our financial situation, our social concerns, our political interests, and lots and lots more. It's no surprise that a lot of folks are not too fond of these third-party cookies. And indeed, some of the smaller browsers like Firefox in 2019 and Safari later in 2020 do a pretty good job of blocking third-party cookies if we want them to. Check in the settings area of these browsers if you use them to tell them what you would like them to do with third-party cookies. But of course, the 800-pound gorilla in the browser world is Google Chrome, used by well over 60% of browser users. And Chrome has not blocked these type of cookies for the simple reason that they're incredibly valuable financially. Google is well aware that the winds are shifting with regard to privacy in the digital realm. Two states, California and Virginia, have already passed powerful privacy laws, and there are very active efforts underway in at least four other states. In what is perhaps an effort to get out in front of these actual and proposed laws, Google has come up with a scheme that it refers to as, are you ready? Flock, which stands for Federated Learning of Cohorts. We will not comment on the term, nor how it might be used by listeners in other contexts. The idea of flock is to replace third-party cookies, which assign a unique identifier to each user, or at least to each user's machine, so that that machine can be tracked as we move around the web. 
Obviously, that has huge implications for personal privacy. Instead, under the proposed Flock scheme, Google's Chrome web browser will block third-party cookies from outside of the Chrome universe. Google will still collect information about users' interests and web activity as they move around the web. The promised difference is that Google will not tie that information to a particular individual, but instead will form what Google is calling cohorts of people who have similar sets of interests. Google promises that each cohort will contain at least a thousand individuals and hopefully many more, a number which Google claims will make it very difficult to identify any particular individual. Google asserts that, quote, advertisers don't need to track individual consumers across the web to get the performance benefits of digital advertising. Advances in aggregation, anonymization, on-device processing, and other privacy-preserving technologies offer a clear path to replacing individual identifiers." End quote. In other words, Google is claiming that advertisers don't really need to track someone from site to site or to know who someone is personally. Advertisers just need to know that a person is likely to be interested in their products. So, a kayak manufacturer, for example, wants to know that a person seeing their ad is a person who's indicated interest in kayaks in the past. It doesn't matter if the advertiser knows their name or where they live, it just matters that the advertiser is reaching a real potential customer. Will this flock approach work for advertisers? Google claims that in experiments with this flock approach, it resulted in, quote, at least 95% of the conversions per dollar spent when compared to cookie-based advertising." End quote. If true, that's a pretty good result. All of this is not going to happen overnight. Sometime in the next couple of months, the specific date has already been postponed twice, advertisers will be able to begin experimenting with the Flock system, and supposedly not too long afterwards, Google will release a Chrome update that will block third-party cookies and implement this new flock approach. While this all might sound pretty good on the surface from a privacy perspective, there are lots of critics of the proposed system who don't see things that way at all. Bennett Cyphers, a technologist at the Electronic Frontier Foundation, for example, published a long analysis entitled, quote, Google's flock is a terrible idea. End quote. It's available at www.eff.org slash deeplinks slash 2021 slash 03 slash Google's dash flock dash terrible dash idea. If you didn't get all that right now, the link will be on the page for today's program in the Public Affairs Archive at www.weru.org. Others criticize Flock as a way for Google, which already has reams of data on all of us, to keep data away from smaller companies that will cement its place in the commercial surveillance universe. However you look at it, the writing is on the wall for third-party cookies. They're on their way out. The big question is what will be next? And will it enhance or reduce privacy on the web? 
Google's Flock is one proposed response, and we'll do our best to follow its development and, more importantly, its effect on personal privacy, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.